And I was afraid. I was afraid as a kid. I think the fear sparked the anger. Because I was this little kid, I was afraid to get bullied and picked on. The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hey, what's up? Hello. And it's awesome to be here. Always. Come on. It's always cool. Always cool when I get to sit next to you. Yes. Yes. And then actually it's really cool when we get to bring someone else in. I know. We've been doing some more solo episodes a lot more. Like we get these waves of guests. So if anyone has any ideas for guests, do shoot them our way. Yeah, absolutely. We seem to have like a wave of guests and then a wave of episodes where it's just (laughs) us. So it's always cool when we start back up with recording. I I think tonight's is going to be really cool though. Yes. No. you know, like, this look, is look, special. Christianity, comedy, mm-hmm. and tough questions. I know. We already warmed y'all up when we brought on Matt Matias or Matias. You know, uh, he's like, use your Spanish roots. I'm like, I will. Um, <laughs> but Matt Matias, the meme lord of Christian memes, you know, that was that was to warm y'all up. Okay. But now we've brought in a professional, okay? A professional who For knows while, yeah. who knows comedy. On both sides. On both sides. Right. I think that that's, that's one of the huge things. And the question today is really like, what does it take in a pantry to stay in that world of comedy when you still have Christ, right? right. Or, and then also like, what does it, what, what goes and what comes when you come to Christ and you already have a calling. You just have to kind of retrofit yeah. and revamp, right? Like, like, like a lot of people do, but yeah. this is comedy. Yeah. So, you know, there's, no, we're going to help everyone connect the dots because yeah. we can't all be hilarious and paid to be hilarious, but there are, you know, relevant routes. So Sean Grant is a comedian from Miami, Florida. He's now in California. We just prayed for oh, yeah. the hurricanes, oh uh, that are apparently a hurricane Hillary or something Hillary, that's, yeah. that's trying to roll through. Um, but he's been featured on Jimmy Kimmel live. He's had guests roles on IFC and TBS and he's also been the head writer for Dead House on Kevin Hart's LOL Network so you know that he's known on that side of things and he's come to Christ in the last few years and he now hosts Comedian Bible Study his brand new show that is awesome where he talks to other comedians from all walks of life different faith levels of experience they pick a Bible passage they get to pick not Sean and he comes in and they start there. The convo goes wherever it goes. And we get to watch it. And all the Christians are like, please let them convert. But you know what? <laughs> Welcome, Sean. It's awesome Welcome, to have brother. you. Welcome. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> that was yeah. fun. Thank yes. you. I hope, oh, I yes. yeah, I hope I can live up to that, man. I don't know. I mean, I mean hey. look, we, our identities in Christ, whatever. I know, you know, we all, look, you're in friendly company. No one's yeah, trying so to sweet. to cross cross you with like a, a got em verse or a got em question. So this is a good time. And definitely this is a vacation. Not, and, and definitely not just going to be that one verse that you really need the whole Bible to explain. Right. I feel for you, Sean. I feel for oh, you, bro. Can, can you give people a little premise for your show, just so people get a little more idea of like what you're what you're trying to do with that. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, comedian Bible study, like you said, Michelle, it's just I bring guys who I've been doing comedy for 18 years, and uh, you know, so the the tagline is I get my favorite people to talk about my favorite things. I love comics. I love the effort to make people laugh. Uh, there's varying levels of it. There's some guys who aren't that good or good in certain situations, stuff like that. 
Um, but I try to get guys who've been doing it at least about five to seven years. So they're professionals at comedy. But a lot of guys, man, I hear them talk about Bible stuff on stage or their ideas are grandfathered in. A lot of people don't actually read the Bible, um, but think they understand the Bible and think that they know these stories um, secondhand uh, or through some. I, I really don't know where people get some of their information. So that's what I think the the the, the great thing about the show. We just read it. And we, we talk about what's there, right? And and hopefully maybe some rainbow word gets through. We talk about the uh, the logos word, the actual written word. But, you know, people come on with their different agendas. Uh, uh, we had a fun episode of a buddy of mine. Uh, well, he's not a buddy. I didn't know him before the show. He's the atheist <laughs> debater. And so he picked Leviticus and, and got into some of that stuff, slavery. And then we deconstructed, like, what did right. slavery mean throughout time? What, what? Yeah. What does it mean for me to condone something, right? Um, he tried to, you know, make me, he said something about the morality of God, that I'm more moral than God, and I had to rebuke that. But I had to also, <laughs> you know, let you know, hey, man, God has a tough job, man. He's giving people free will to love him. Would I, if I was God, would I give people free will? Probably not, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> but if you have a good God that loves us, that wants us to choose to love him, and that's the trouble with giving us choices is, Sometimes we don't choose right. No, I, yeah, no, you will love me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and God's like, I love you. I mean, so it's kind of cool. Now, and 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 I'll tell you what, honestly, like Michelle said, tough platform, brother. Like, we like, commend like, you like, for like, the I challenge you, you've taken I, I commend on. you. So let's get to that question because yeah. I think it's important. So, so we know you're doing this. So that's that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, what is in your pantry, though? So, you know, you how many, what, seven? You said 17, 18 years, something in, in that room. Comedy, yeah. comedy, right? And right. so how many of those years were on the other side where it was the same thing that they're doing? You know, they're... they're, they're, they're the no-holds-barred the, the no-holds-barred. You're talking about right. everything. You're coming raw. You know, people are like... <gasps> but then laughing at the same time. But <laughs> it depends on the crowd. <laughs> Our crowd would probably be like... And fall over, but, or, or there's the people that've been there before eh, that listen all the time. So, right. what was it like? Did you know you cross over? Yeah. So, how many years were you there? Like, like total was, on that side because you've done some time on this side as well. When I say, and I'm not saying sides in in, in a negative right. you sense. Know, and that's the funny right. thing is because a lot of guys thought I was always like a religious guy just because I happened to not smoke or happened to not drink. And that's always, well, I've had asthma, so that's why I never chose to smoke. I, I, don't, I can't afford habits, man. I can't do all that. See, you know, that's just wisdom. Money. Waste of money, man. I need, my, my, I need my dinero. So, you know, not to say that I was in any way, you know, I had my, right. my deficiencies as a person. And, and thank God for, for Christ coming into my life and cleaning some of those up. But the, the, the ones that are hardest for guys to change, the lifestyle stuff that people think when they think comedians, um, drugs and, and, and things like that. I never did have to deal with, I, I was never into that. So mm. uh, luckily the, what the word did for me and what really brought me back to the word probably late in my twenties was um, understanding what it does for me. That fire of brimstone I grew up around and Baptist church didn't really, uh, didn't appeal to me. You know, like I wasn't uh, struck with fear, you know, hell I live in Miami. I'm like, okay, I'll get used to any kind of hot, you know, so I forgot to deal with that. As a kid, you know, I'm like, eh, it can't be that hot. I'll I get used to it. But as, as I grew up, I'm like, wait a minute, the relationship with God can do so much for God wants to clean up what's going on in you. I mean, you know, you get 
He wants to get your body right. Like, but you got to really want to let Christ in. He's going to fix your finances. He's going to fix your relationships. He's going to fix your... So I'm like, oh, there's so many benefits. I wish this was the, the avenue that I was sold younger in my life mm. to understand that it's not a, he's not a principle in the sky necessarily. He's more of a... He wants to aid you through this life thing. He wants us to have abundance. He wants us to have uh, a success. He's laid up riches for us on this earth. And they're there for us to take advantage of through Christ. So, you know, that's kind of the, the, the thing I was I was excited about. And, and that's what brought me over. So, you know, so that, that's what I wanted to do. definitely keep this Bible in my pantry to answer the question. My grand, great grandmother would always she's, you know, a big influence on my young life. She died about, about 24, 20, around that time. But I really felt the need to. Uh, get you know get get deep in my bible or, or have a relationship with god um so really had to keep this and i read i see her little notes man but you know a lot of it is her like you know just you know making like you know notations about scripture some of his phone numbers uh stuff people she met at the Dionysus store and stuff like that <laughs> oh that's cool that's amazing have you yeah, ever call, have, have you ever have you ever called one of those numbers? That's a whole show in itself. You're like I'm gonna call all the numbers Wait. in my grandma's bedroom. And, and hold, hold up, hold up the cover again. Hold up, hold up the cover again. That's it's oh, your grandma's. Yeah. Is that your grandma's Bible, right? Yeah, flip yes. it around. Yes, yes. The, the, the white dove. I remember those covers from back when I was younger. Like <laughs> like all the old. Like I don't I don't want to call them old timers now, but they. I mean, okay, I was I was young, and so they all had that like cover with a little. White dove, that coloring. Yep. That was that's cool. That's like reminiscent right there. Yes. Oh my goodness. No, I think that it's important to to hear the slight shifts because one of the things that it was only a few years ago mm. that I heard it and it clicked because we go to a church, Greater Grace Community yeah. Church. So clearly we always joke. Your church is named after what it's going to focus on. And we focus on a lot of grace. Right. <laughs> and uh, and and having that grace empowers you. It, it can enable you to do the wrong thing, but it can also mm. enable you to actually get mm. out of the pit. Right. Mm. It's, it's pretty much where your heart is and what work God's doing in you at the time. But what someone said, you know, a lot of the time people will sell you the gospel as a way to escape hell. And then you come into Christianity, you know, like, whew, I dodged that bullet moving on. But the reality <laughs> is the real prize is not that I dodged hell, but that I'm reconnected mm, yeah, to creator. my creator. Yeah. I am yeah. reconnected to the creator and master of the entire universe. And that's right. the actual prize. The other thing is yeah. like some forgiveness that is a prize, but it's it pales in comparison to what I had the heartbreaking fact. I didn't have God and a connection with him. And now I do. And so that's the difference between hearing this constant fire brimstone message where everyone's just focused on what you now have gotten to avoid versus focusing on what you now get to experience. And people, some people fall into the prosperity gospel side of it where it's like, you know, they're, they're only focused on the here and now, but there's something to be said, like you said, like if you allow him in, to every area of your life, every area of he your life work. is going to prosper according to his will. Now, will you still have challenges? Will you still have attacks? Will you still have hard times? Absolutely. But to the extent to which it's up to you, you're going to steward those things in a godly way, right? Because you're That's listening right. to him. Mm-hmm. So I think that those kind of conversations are the ones I've heard on your show where you're kind of 
listening to them. You're like a junior apologist, right? Like, you know, like they're coming with something and you're like, yeah, I hear this, but then you're kind of turning it around and like, okay, well, here's some added context, but at the same time, you're delivering a little bit of the gospel, right? That maybe that's the rhema word that you're kind of talking about. Planting seeds. Yeah, Yeah. that's 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 the hope. I mean, through conversation, through um, getting and having an open heart on both sides, like in hearing the other person uh, and through honesty. I think we have the opportunity. Comedians are not shy about being honest. That doesn't mean they're telling the truth. I always say that uh, (laughs) somebody can get on stage and they're not telling the truth, but they're being honest from their perspective, the way they see the world. That's my best shot at the truth. And they can give you that. I had the my latest guest, not the one that's aired, not the atheist debate that's on the air now, but um, a buddy, uh, this guy Steve Hernandez, um, man, when he he started talking about his uh, time in the, uh, I guess you'd say like the LGBTQ community and some of his exploits, man, my man went wild with some of the language, but it was like even me, I don't blush easy, but I said, whoa, you know. So and the producer was like not religious at all. He was like, yeah, we got used to these bleeps, man, and get some of this stuff out of here. <laughs> but you know, it, through the honesty and hearing him talk, like this, without the judgment, without going, hey, man, don't talk like that on here. Right, don't you right. see my Bible open, hush your mouth? I didn't say right. none of that. Let him talk. Then he started to mention the uh, the damaging parts. He without mm. me saying it, he said. But I was, I really was self-loathing at that time, and I this and that. And I said, well, and it was, I put myself in dangerous situations. So I just said, hey, what was, what was dangerous about it? You know, like was it the, yeah. the what did you, you know what I mean? Like what did this, what was it doing to you on a personal level? And I feel like, you know, when you really let somebody be honest, man. To me, everything has God in it. It's, everything's about God, right? It's either the absence of God, anything that's true, is either about the absence of God. Or it's about the presence of God, right? So when I hear like old Eminem, some of that stuff is crazy. That's a right. guy who's chaotic because he's trying to replace God with, well, you know, drugs and, and all this other stuff right. and the things he had going on. So there's there's obviously that there's truth there, but it's because it's a guy that has no God. Or even like the song Hosier. I like that song. It has a lot of like um, uh, take me to church. It's, it's very yeah. idol, you know, it's an idolatrous song about a man trying to place the presence of God with a woman and trying to worship a woman and how he'll fall short of that every time because she can't love you the way that God, there's no way that a person can give you that type of love. So even in those things, you're like, oh, wow, look what the absence of God does to people. And when you let people express themselves in that way, then you can show them something different. what What the presence of God can do for you. If this is true, then what else is true, right? right. We'll find the, the thing that's actually going to fulfill you, the love that's actually going to make you whole. You know, yeah, you, you know I like that. The mm-hmm. love that's going to make you whole because right. when you, you mentioned my favorite, by the way, Eminem, because I, I pray for, I pray for him all the time <laughs> because, because, wow. you know, but, but one thing I noticed yeah, as you walk out of that, right. While you're in it and you're listening, you're like, yeah, yeah, I can feel this. I can feel this. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when you walk out of it, it's like, wait, every time he had an album that shot out, like just went blast, he right. was in a bad spot. Right. Like, like, like it was, it was negativity. 
<laughs> it was the, it was sadness. It was like brokenness. It's like, so it's kind of like with the world. It's like in this brokenness and stuff, he became, his fame came on. And then there was that time he got married to something. I can't remember what it was. And he tried to come out with this out. He was happy and whatever. And they like, did. everybody, and everybody's like, wait, album. hold up. What, what's that album? And then like, she, she left <laughs> him or something and it broke back apart. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I feel this. I feel this. Right. And I'm like, but that's the world. It's like, they don't understand what love is. They don't understand God's right. love. They understand their idea of love. Well, yeah, I love you. I love you. I love, no, but how do you love me? Right. How do you love me? If, if, if I do something wrong to you tomorrow, are you still going to love me? Right. And, right. And, and, and a lot of the times, depending on how severe that is, they might say, even if this is a minor thing, oh, I still love you. But inside there's a bitterness or something that yeah. starts to well up. There's not a release from the grace. There's not a release from the forgiveness. Right. And so then you, you, and so this love is like, no, it's not. You would walk away from me in an instant. God Ooh. doesn't walk away from you. No. And so then, and so that's the love that we're trying to bring to them and how to bring that boy. Oh, that's a tough one. And, and look, y'all, everybody, again, I've said this on our show before. I'm praying for Eminem because I want Eminem <laughs> to come to Jesus because you know how broken people are when they come to Jesus. They get like broke down. Mm-hmm. His album be fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> look, I was praying for Hollywood when I first came to Christ. Now Black China just <laughs> yeah. got baptized. Right. Kanye, he's in an interesting place, but at least Jesus is king where he's at. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you no, know. No, so I mean, no, prayer availeth much. And I want to jump back again to one, one more thing. Mm-hmm. I love that you allow them to be them. Yes, I was. I was like, 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 like yes. okay. So, so two parts. That this is my second part of that mm-hmm. because I we go out on the streets and and when I'm talking to a young man. I'm not telling him to correct his language. Exactly. I'm not sitting there telling him, you need to change right now and speak to me with, you know, with respect and stop. No, I'm just listening to you. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to you because you know what? You can gain when you listen to somebody when they're in a transparent mode. You can hear their heart. Yes. Right. You can hear you can hear the depth that is coming in for, through their words. Like I remember one guy we were witnessing to. I had my friend Jay, Jonathan, Jonathan White, shout out. Anyways, that's my <laughs> good brother of ours from the church. That brother knows every rap song, like Christian mm-hmm. rap song, what it says, the message is put out. And I was and I was talking to this mm-hmm. other kid who's in the world rap, and he's like, Well, I like rap. And he goes, And I have this problem, so how would this work? And I'd be like, Jay, text. Shoot me over a, a rap song that would help this brother because that's where he he gets that's where he listens. Uh, and dude, he would kick that thing. Dude, it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was like, but yeah. being able to listen, hear their heart, and move on. I like what you're doing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. And I feel that with my brothers in comics because it's like there's something about us that we're like. Well, we are, we, we need people's validation. We love to get up in front of people and get that thing. And, and like, you know, I tell a lot of them, we, we miss sometimes. We all know that, right? So like, but we can relate, like you just said, either on rap or, or bombing, like a comedian, every podcast I do, nobody wants to hear about your good shows, right? They always want to hear about you getting booed or something bad. It happens <laughs> over time as you're getting better. We all have horror stories of tough crowds, right? Or of weird situations. So when they see me as a brother in that, and they go, wait a minute, I know that about you. Or, or how they always get curious about, mm. wait, when was this? <laughs> like, cause I've just been around with you and I see you at these shows, you know, and it's weird to bring it up at the clubs or I just never, but if you're in a car with me, if you're any, with any, you know, isolated period of time with me, I'm bringing up God, I'm bringing up Christ. And, cause everything's about that. But maybe at a club, you know, it's a little more superficial conversation. 
I just can't have low frequency conversations no more, man. I tell people I'm glad LeBron James is retiring. I love LeBron James, he's the, but to me, he's the best basketball player ever. But I can't have no more conversations about how good he is. I, if I want to talk about LeBron James, I want to talk about how he's a good family man or something deeper, some high frequency. Right. Right. Not is he better than Michael Jordan? Who cares? I'm tired. It's 20 years we've been talking about this. So I, right. I like God to me and everything in this Bible, man. It's, it breaks the, the it's the grassroots of every story that we're intrigued by. Mm. Uh, it's funny because I had a Jewish buddy. My first chosen guest was on yesterday. A guy named oh, Danny, super nice. funny guy. Two specials out on the internet. You can catch him um, all over the. Uh, he's been on all kinds of late night shows. Super funny guy. First um, Jewish uh, guest. And this dude said, now, we, it was a great conversation until he said, man, I'm going to be honest, Sean, because I, I asked him who he, and I want to ask you guys this too, but who the who his um, Old Testament story, if he could write a movie, because he's written some movies and stuff uh, about an Old Testament story that's not widely done, who would he play and what story would it be? This man said, the Bible's not a page turn. said, I'm going to be honest, Sean, the Bible's not a page turn. Are you crazy, <laughs> man? That's not a sign you lack the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's like it, when you get the Holy Spirit, the Bible's boring. I'm like, it's better than Game of Thrones. No, like no, they'll watch Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones made me mad. Right. The ending made no, no, me mad. But, but still, no, they'll watch. They'll watch Game of Thrones and walk through the Bible like. I can't this believe so this is what are you kidding what? me? Wait, hold on. If 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 what's that what's that blonde head chick's name? Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. If she had God on her side, yo, people would still watch it. They'd be like, yo, she got a power up. She got a power up, y'all. y'all she about to wreck house because that dude don't play. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm. And, but no, but when you flip the page over the bottom, like I know, I'm just like, but I feel it because a lot of people, for some reason, I mean, I'm only speaking from my experience before Christ, okay? So for my first 23 years of life, what do you do when you grow up? Now, Kalia, our daughter, already Mm. knows this is not how you read the Bible. If someone's offended by me saying this, oh, well, right? But you don't read the Bible for the first time straight through unless you have no good advice in your life. Okay, right. like it be, but every other book in your life you read from beginning to end. So you pick up the Bible, this giant, intimidating, big, thick Bible, right. and somehow it's always a King James you find. You never find an ESV, you never <laughs> find an NLT. People just always find the King James first. And so it's like akin to Shakespeare, although it's easier to understand. Mm. And you start in Genesis and it's interesting. Maybe it captures you, and maybe you hold through to Exodus. And then you hit Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers. And you stall out. (laughs) You stall out in Leviticus. And people, then they give up. They move on with their life. And they don't know that there's all these major and minor prophets. They don't know a donkey talks. They don't know that like, they don't know at all about Elijah and Elisha. They don't know any of that. They don't know. They maybe heard about David, but they're like, is he in Leviticus? You're like, no, he's not. You know, that's usually usually when when we're doing our year through the Bible, why she pointed loud when we're doing our read through a year in the Bible, that's usually where I start going. I literally fall out every year. So this year, you know what I did? This is just a side, but I decided to start in Romans. I started Uh in Romans 
and I read all the way. I'm almost through to Jude. I'm almost <laughs> to Jude. And then I'm yeah. going to go to Revelation because I have to because we're doing that study. Yeah, so I have yeah. to refresh. And then I'm going to go read the Old Testament. And why? Because that's the area of the Bible, even the Gospels and your latest episode. Mm. I was dying because I wanted to tell him. I was like, things Jesus says in the Gospels are relevant yeah. to us, but in a different way than the people he's literally talking to. The Sermon on the Mount is him literally talking to the Jews, showing them that they could do the whole law and still not get saved. And that right. it's and and so the audience, there's like they're talking over and over about not being able to get it, right? And it's right. all and it's and the the whole point is like we have the Holy Spirit and right. we're sealed and therefore the law comes to us in a different way. Right. right? right. But so right. I love, so I love all of that, but I think that like people, they just get intimidated by that part of the Bible and sure. they don't know that's about true. the rest. They just fall right. apart. And that's what I, I mean, even him, like he, he knows a I lot mean, of look, verses. Even when you're, even when you're four, you're only watching like Joseph, the coat of many colors. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not, you're not getting all that other but, stuff. But I mean, but, long story short, it's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is Yo, a page turner. There's just a little bit. That's not Joseph's bomb. Man, his brother's trying to kill him. He's in Potiphar's house and the wife lying on him. What do you want, man? What else do you want? That is literally like the plot of so many shows. Yo. They stole it from Joseph. No, if you listen, look, if you listen, most people, they're going to be like, wait. No, because they want him to sleep with the wife. <laughs> Cause, cause he's evil. He's he's a God's person. He'll just take the wife. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, nah, that brother said, no. I know. So on that, so, so we talked about the good things in the pantry, right? Yes. <laughs> so so what are some of the things you had to throw out? Like, you know, throw out that dish while, you know. You know, that's a great question. I feel like definitely, um, uh, my, my definitely had to throw out my anger, uh, especially as I was preparing for this show, preparing my heart to do this, um, because I just got interested in the Bible without needing to be told. I love talking about it. I feel like I try to grasp things that aren't even necessarily biblical, like, you know, even this, the knowing that Jesus let turn red in 1899. That was the first book where uh, somebody made his words red, things like that. I just like to know facts about the Bible. But knowing how to navigate a conversation like you guys are saying without tripping. I used to trip, man. I used to, I don't know what was wrong with me, man. I was a wild dude. I, you know, I just had this anger. I'm a little guy, 5'8". You know what I mean? People could get, they, they round me up quick. My boiling point is, you know, I'm just an angry little dude, man. So uh, I'm not saying I can't handle myself. I can box and all that. But that's why. Why? What? what, what? You know what I mean? hold on, hold on. You said, I was born boy, but I, I can handle myself. I might be small, but I got you. I got you. Don't mess with me. I'm going to say I'm soft now. Wait a minute. Right. right. Look, when you're Wait, five, three and a half, five, eight is tall. Okay. I'm five, three and a half. And all I'm like, and I'm like, look, y'all all need to take them for me because I'm too small. <laughs> so, so, so man, you're, you're angry. My wife can give me nookies, man. My wife about my height, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anger. So, I'm sorry. I cut it. I cut it. I'm sorry because it was funny. I'm like, man, he no. had to throw in that like. Jet. Hold on, I'm holding back my punt. Wait, I gotta throw it in. <laughs> no, man. You know, and it's all. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say I, you know, but it's unnecessary energy put into mm. arguments and trying to win an argument. And that was what I spent a lot of my early time being comedy police. I think any comedian. Um, I remember guys getting into fights over who's jacking somebody's jokes and 
who's doing this type of stuff. And my thing is, man, you know, I, I, I've abstained from that now, gossiping, because that's a try to, that's probably in every field, right? It becomes high school again. We get so socialized in that behavior to, to talk bad about people. And I thank God for, you know, making sure my heart, like, give me wisdom in certain areas to be like, you know, that there's no fruit there. There's no fruit talking about that person or talking down. And I've noticed that the more effort I put into not being a certain way, people recognize that. Not just in that I'm saying, hey, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to gossip about this person. And and me saying, oh, you know, he's good to that. But they feel it about themselves. Like, okay, he's a good dude. Like, I feel safe around this guy because a lot of people do that uh, to see what you'll do, to see your behavior, right? To see if you'll participate with them and then now they can spread it about you. I think Jamaica, my grandma Jamaican, so Jamaican saying was, any dog that would carry a bone to you will take one away, is the idea, right? So if somebody brings gossip to you, they want to bring take gossip and spread it about That's you as well. So from abstaining about that and saying, you know what, man, I wouldn't talk about you that way behind your back. I'm not gonna talk about this brother that way. I, if you guys are having an issue, you'll figure it out. You know what I mean? You're both comedy brothers. You're going to see each other eventually again on the road at some point. You might as well squash it, man. Whatever it is, it's not worth it. Um, and yeah, and that's kind of been my blessing on the peacemakers as Jesus would say. I'm trying to be a yeah. peacemaker more than somebody who contributes to those situations, man. Because it's ugh, don't go nowhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I'm going to ask a deeper question because yeah. we've been talking with our youth in, yeah. our, in our youth huddles and, and our youth groups about anger being a byproduct. Yes. So, so where, what was the, the point behind the anger? Because anger is just a, a reflex. It's something wow. deeper, something that's inside of us that, that creates this. And then it's like, <gasps> the only way I know how to let go of it is through anger. Did you ever wow. identify that? Did you ever narrow that down to what that was? In I your think pantry? so, man. I think it's because I was a fat kid. I was afraid. I was afraid as a kid. I think the fear sparked mm. the anger. Because I was this little kid, I was afraid of getting bullied and picked on. Uh, my cousins would do it. I was kind of chunky, and they would mess with me. And there's kids on the block that would, uh, uh, I remember this guy, Kobe, punched me in my nose, and I couldn't, I could have beat him up, but I couldn't catch him. I was too big. And, and I went in the house crying. My grandma was, uh, you know, my, <laughs> my grandma was a good Christian woman, but this day, she got her machete, and she threatened Kobe. <laughs> she went to the back to say, you see that boy, man? And don't touch him. You touch him again, but chop off his neck. And I was a Christian woman. She, she threatened uh, to behead a young 14-year-old boy because uh, she beat up a 12-year-old grandson. Or unfortunately, but yeah, man, stuff like that, you know, um, hey. that is probably what the anger sparked from, just a fear of being mm. kicked on, being viewed as soft. And now I'm too old for that, man. I'm like, you know, yeah. maybe I get it. I can't put myself back in a young mine because it'd be hard for me to talk to a kid and say that that doesn't matter because school's a tough place it's almost like jail man it's like i don't know this is a bad look, but you're there all day and i guess your reputation matters to some degree but i don't no, know it does. What you that's a good of? point no that's a good gonna... point yeah i mean so we've decided to homeschool our daughter and one yes. of the things that you know when you when you are you know weighing it and all that stuff because they're still super social. They get they are in co-ops with other homeschool kids. They're out and about yeah. all day long. But one of the things that hit me that I just 
was like, yeah, that's true. Because I was like, why is school tough for everybody? And I realized, like someone said, you know, school is one of the only times other than like a senior living facility, right, right or community, where you are surrounded by just your peers with very <laughs> few role models and very few people younger to feel like you are their role model. Yeah. You're just trapped in a box with people that are your age figuring out and struggling with the exact same things with very little inspiration to see who made it past that, yeah. you know, and the teachers are very stressed because there's so many kids around and, you know, there's so many, not enough time to actually deal with each individual kid and learn them, especially in middle and high school where these kids come in and out of your classroom and they're dealing with their stuff and the teachers are dealing with their stuff. And it's this highly charged emotional environment. You're all expected to perform and you're surrounded by people who don't know life's answers either. So because no one is there to mentor you, they're there to teach you a subject. Unless Mm -hmm. a teacher takes you on under their wing, right? There's always that one teacher and their little crew of students, but like, so you come up with your own answers to life, but you're ignorant. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 14 years old and I'm coming up with life philosophy at lunch with my other 14 year old friends who have never right. paid bills, who don't know, like, you know, and, and that's I got that, life. I got that blank piece of paper trying to write who I am. Mm-hmm. And no one guided me along the way to say, no, this is who God says you are. Right. So, I mean, I get it. That's why, like, that's when I finally realized why yeah. it's so tough for the vast majority of people that are in high school, unless they have a community behind them. And you, know, you got yeah. acne and, and you got acne and pimples. And yeah. Because again, like you don't have adults to show you. It doesn't actually <laughs> matter. You know, like, yeah, I had so. the sweats too. I don't know if y'all, I had like, yes. like, so nervous sweats. Like my, my mama had to give me top shelf deodorant. It'd be like the, the <laughs> that medicated <laughs> pharmaceutical, yeah, way the, the pharmaceutical stuff. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, Five stuff. Yeah, and, and wow. that would be my sophomore because I would sweat for no reason. It'd be cold. And right. I just start sweating. Yeah, it's such an awkward time in your life. And it's then, tough. You know, Everyone's it's cr- but crabs it may, in but a bucket, how it's, But look how it's stuck. Right. Look, look, look how that stuck. And then it became a wall. Right. A wall of defense. A wall of like, no, nah, you're not getting into this. I've been there. You're not. I'm not going back there. I mean, I think we all, a lot of people have gone through. I think a lot of people can connect to that right now. Like, right. like we throw up that wall, like, no, no, no. And then you get that break where you're a little taller, you're a little bigger, you ain't as chunky, and you're like, you ain't messing with me. I got some. I got some hands. Yo, I got some. I got. Watch out. Watch. <laughs> and it's like I, I can catch you now. Right. I can catch you now, but I don't need to. But it's like, but it's like, it's it's weird how that. It continues yeah. yeah no you see it at high school reunions I'll never go to another high school reunion I went <laughs> I, thinking I went it was gonna her. be like oh like I get to see people that I used to be tight with but you know we've moved right I thought it was just right. gonna be like fun conversation it was so much grandstanding so much right. alcohol to cope so many people Ooh. literally there to peacock and I was like Right. Come on, Shay. Let's go. Like I was she, so she, done. She took, she took me. I, I, I'm, okay, and I look, took note 18 of year difference, and yeah. I'm like, I'm like going. And these kids. Yeah. Okay, I'm saying kids because we were what? We were like 28 years old, right? Because yeah, 10 years. Point, yeah. So 28 year olds were like talking to my husband, who's like a double time grown man. Okay, mm-hmm. and they're like trying to just strut and like talk about you know the life they've seen. I'm like, guys. We're never I'm never coming back here again. You blew it. You all blew it. And I took note, though, of the people who weren't there. Right. And I was like, 
most of the people who weren't there are the kind who they've I've seen from social or from actually knowing them or whatever. Like like you, they just don't care. They don't like I was like, oh, so this is where people go to show off. You don't well, come to say like, hi. This oh right. okay. No, let see, me never no, it's come about back. Where you, it's where you it's where you got right. <laughs> it's right. like let me just show off my life, and I'm just like oh okay. Well, I I'm wait. I got a question. When you went, did you ever go to a reunion? No, no, no. <laughs> you, you, you know the first question out their mouth would have been, "Hey, when did you get booed? How did it?" Right. <laughs> In fact, they tried to get me because I guess I. So we have a picnic. So in a couple years would be my twenty year. Uh, a few years or something so they had like a picnic to, and they wanted me to perform but they, they money was so low I said man get out of here with that basically <laughs> perform for free I said I don't why I'm not I wasn't your friend I'm, I'm just business I ain't come here to I don't like right. y'all myself so. <laughs> I, I don't know them I don't know them that right. well and I right. didn't even recognize the young lady like I was like who is this and then I, she was like it's me I was like oh okay Every, <laughs> You don't look 18 no more, i tell you that. <laughs> Which is all my right. Mom, my grandma Not threatened you with a machete once. No. <laughs> That'd be another class. He's, that's older kid. But look, yeah, true. No, just, that's true. I try to get that energy, though, man, where you like, you know, because you want to make up for that kid. But like you said, man, it's good to find God's grace, know mm, who you are, there that, we go. and go, I don't have to let everybody know how successful I am or how my bank account is doing or, or right. stun on nobody, man. Although there was a time, man, <laughs> I wouldn't mind that at all. But that's when I was broke. When I really, right. when I when I wanted to do that, I was broke. And man, when God started blessing me uh, with, with with stuff, man, I said I don't need that. I, I feel right. like that's what's so amazing about Jesus at the cross, man. The fact that when you can be gentle, when you pull back, so that's mm-hmm. what the, the way I wasn't taught that story early in life is that this is God in flesh. If He wants to kill everybody, wipe them off the face of the earth right now, He can do that. But the level of gentleness and patience that He's using. Uh, when he could be using power, which is all we understand, is to exert power over somebody mm. in violence. Um, and the fact that he's abstaining from that. A uh, good lesson I learned from somebody was uh, like how a baby can't be, you can only be gentle if you have power. You can't, a baby can't be gentle because they don't have power. They can't really, that's why you can, but you have to be gentle when you're playing with a baby because otherwise you can overexert the power that you have over that baby. So that's kind of how I look at God playing with it. Like, you know, allow yeah, no, that's very good. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. No, Cause I, I, I know not, not that I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to say I got some hands, but anyways, <laughs> but I, I, anyways, but <laughs> I, I, I just, right. look at, look at me y'all. I mean, anyways, <laughs> but no, when I held my baby, like every, ounce of that power that I that I know I can tap into like like okay I've, I've gone through my training and all this stuff throughout my life and it's like but here you are holding this baby and it's like it's such it's such a gentle maneuver and motion and it's like I'm here to care for you and if the people would understand that that's what God is doing okay look you get older you get you know babies around milk you don't sit there Rephrase. You should not sit there and yell at your baby because it's crying. Okay. Right. We don't we don't sit there and yell at the baby for crying. We yeah. we try to figure out what's wrong. Right. Well then as we grow, okay, yeah, there's gonna be some circumstances and, mm-hmm. and there's gonna be some challenges and there's gonna be things you do that you're gonna face some music on. But God is always there in this loving position holding you in his right hand. That's and right. he's like, I'm, but I'm gonna correct you because I love you. 
Yeah. You know, but I'm going to love you and I'm going to keep you and I'm going to hold you. But you know what? You got to do some things. Mm-hmm. You got to change mm-hmm. some things up because you're just walking the wrong path. And I like what you're saying there because that's what we learn. Yeah. And, right. and, and, and people in the world, we got to understand, too, that, you know, they're, they're not going to understand all of this because they don't have the Holy Spirit. Right. And so they have to have that moment. And I like what you're doing. I'm going to get back to that because mm-hmm. I think we got to wrap here, here yeah. shortly. But yeah. uh, great conversation. I think I could talk like this for like yeah. days. But but uh, yeah. but it's like it's like getting back to what you're doing is, you know what, you're you're being a demonstration of that love. God meets us where we're at. And I like that what you're doing, brother. I like that you're mm-hmm. like, hey, you know what? I know you you don't get this. You've talked about this. You beat this up all the time. You know, you don't believe it. Bringing on like a dude who like straight up knows how to like argue against Christians. Like he just right. knows how to like present it. And so as we're, as we're walking out, where where do you see God establishing your steps as you move forward? You know what? I, I feel like just... Um uh, that if I'm obedient to, and this is not a cheap, as you guys know, I see a beautiful setup. You guys, first of all, thank you guys for having me on this platform. And I know you've been work, worked hard over years to establish this platform, to give it to to the Lord. So, and you know, you guys already know that step by step, the process of social media, booking people, dealing with cancellations, the equipment, the editing, man, is so much. So even to think beyond um you know it's so so hard to do because i i just feel like if i stay fit honestly it feels good when i'm doing an episode and i had a conversation with a buddy and i said that's all it is if it's just me and my man talking and nobody watches but maybe he gets curious and you know reads a little more or whatever that's fine you know that's whatever money i spent to rent the studio and to do all that is money well spent i'm still gonna tie the rest of it uh do whatever i do with my money you know with to do the right thing with that 10 percent, hopefully the right thing with the other 90 percent. but you know this part i'm like i'll spend i'll go broke and my poor mm. wife might have to uh <laughs> I don't know what she's gonna do, man. She might have to cut back on the Louis Vuitton or whatever she's doing. But if I go broke, man, that's cool. I don't even know how to get advertised. I don't know how to. I guess I know how to do ads on Instagram, stuff like that. But whatever we'll happens, talk. man. I hope uh, no, I, 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 hey, look, we'll I know. Talk. I know I'm somebody. no pro, but we'll talk, and I can connect you with some with some cool oh, folks. Bless you guys. I appreciate you, Absolutely. Michelle. Thank, thank yeah. you guys so much for even uh, giving me your time and, and giving the platform this time. Thank no, you. thank, no, thank, thank you, you for your honesty and doing what you do, brother, for the kingdom. It's yeah. awesome. So for everybody listening, I think that there are some big takeaways from what you've heard on this episode that go past just being like, oh, I'm a comedian. Because I know some people are like me and they see the connections everywhere and they just like retrofit right. it for themselves. And there's other people who are like, well, that's nice. That was awesome. I'm inspired, but I'm not a comedian. You know, I, I work at Giant or I work at the bank or whatever you do with your life. I'm a stay-at-home mom, aunt, whatever, right? So what are the connections? I think that some of the things here that have been that have stood out to me that are huge are letting people talk and not demanding them to speak as a Christian is expected and called mm. to speak like in Ephesians 4, you know, like let no unwholesome talk come from your mouth. However, maybe early on, being around that all the time will cause you to stumble, right? We've talked about that before. Mm. However... Trusting in the power of God to allow you to sit and hear somebody speak, mm. however they speak, authentically sharing, authentically being themselves. 
you don't need to fear that that's going to drag you down, but instead be excited like you do. Look forward to that conversation. Be so in love with the idea of bringing them Jesus, that they're willing, that you're willing to sit there and, and engage, and not in arguments, <laughs> but in questions with lighthearted laughter, with kindness when they share something, not big eyes, not shock, not fear that you're, it's going to rub off on you. You're going to catch something, but instead just know that your God is greater and that he's loving this person through you. You know, I think that's huge. And yeah. You know, I think that and just I love the simplicity of your answer of what did you have in your pantry to make these decisions and what do you have more of, you know, and you held up your grandma's Bible, the coolest you Bible ever, the word of God. Like some people be like, yeah, that's nice. Uh huh. Tell me, tell me the, the 12 step plan. It's like, OK, step one, read your Bible. Yeah. Step two, read it some more. Step three, keep reading and you oh, proceed yeah. to step 12. And like you just said. It's hard to look out and make these big plans. There's somewhere in the word where it's like, if you, if you just say, you know what you're going to do tomorrow and you don't say God willing, you're actually being kind of big headed. Right. right. So I like your answer there too. It shows the humility. It shows the impact of the word in your life. Now, none of us are perfect, but you've come a long way. And it's because of what? That Bible. Yeah. It's not, so it's not, it's, it's not trying to write an epistle. To beat up the non-believer, because Paul was writing that to the church. I'm exactly. sorry. Exactly. Stop trying. Exactly. Stop trying to write that epistle. You ain't Paul. I know. <laughs> you don't need to write a letter to to the out world. No, just talk it, to them. Just talk to, to them. Listen to them. That's but what yeah. Jesus did every time. Amen. So, oh, we'll quickly answer your question because you had a great yeah, question a great, for great us question. about what Old Testament character story would we yeah. film and who would you play in it? You first. Yeah. I, I have my answer, Yo, so I'm putting you on the spot. I just want to be the donkey. <laughs> I'll take I'll take a punch in the head. I'll just be, I'll just be the voice. It's cool. I, mean, yeah. I just want I just want to, just want to look back and be like, do you not know that I just saved you? <laughs> right. You have the best voice. Look, you could do you could do it with Brainy Pixel. They animate yes. you voice act. Yeah. Done, done. Oh man. So so mine is probably so cheese, but I would I would do an Old Testament movie on the character of Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And I would not play Jesus. I would play Rahab. But it would be on the scarlet thread. So it's Jesus because no one ever thinks he's there. They're like, he ain't yeah. in the Old Testament. He shows up in the New. I'd be like, no, my story has nothing to do with the New Testament, but the Old yeah. Testament. And maybe you'd see Jesus in Melchizedek. Maybe not. That'd probably ruffle some feathers. But, you know, regardless, you'd see him working and everything. And I'd be well, Rahab. How come nobody wants to be Jose? <laughs> <laughs> Jose and Gomer. <laughs> I mean, they have that. What's no that one? crazy movie that came out recently about like a prostitute and a cowboy or something? And it's about oh. Jose and Gomer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. they did do it. That they movie did. that came out, oh, it was about remember. them. Yeah. It got oh, all kinds of mixed reviews, but it's about Jose oh, and okay. Gomer. That's why he keeps going after this prostitute because she's supposed to be Gomer. Oh, okay. Oh. So, yeah. Somebody did. Snap. Damn, Damn, snap. That was a good choice, man. That was a good. I, I'll probably go Joshua. I just like. Oh, I'll yeah. Go like, go right. Joshua. It's a tough act to follow with Moses. But right. And yet he, he does. You know, I feel like Joshua did some dope stuff, man. Yes. Even, and even when God talked to him, he said, look, first of all, I love how God addressed Joshua in the, in the beginning of the book. He said, hey, man, my servant Moses is dead. I was like, <laughs> 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 Everybody knows Moses is dead. Joshua though. <laughs> and, and if you play Joshua, I'll do Caleb. Hey! There you go. Come on. Come the on. two amigos. <laughs> marching around, marching around seven days. 
That's good. And then looking at the people Trust saying, you about to up. die, you, y'all about to die like your parents. Right. I feel I feel like a show like The Chosen could even or no like Game of Thrones could literally turn the Jericho into a full season where it's like every day like each episode is a day of walking around that wall and then all the drama that unfolds back in camp and back at home with all the wife folk but, yeah I can see it happening but anyway so before we go let people yes. know how they can get in touch with you and you know hear some of your new Christian spin on comedy that's, yeah. let them know and yeah, please check me out at Comedian Bible Study um, on Instagram, as well as uh, we're, we're available on Spotify through the podcasting uh, 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 platform there, Apple, Amazon, Google as well, and on YouTube. And we'd love for you to comment, share, and uh, yeah, and I am Sean Grant on Instagram as well. So thank you guys again for giving me this opportunity. I appreciate you. Awesome. Amen. Thank you. So for everybody listening, those links will be in our show notes as always. And you can also get our seven day Devo Jesus, not junk food on our website, thepantrypodcast.com. And you can always support us at patreon.com slash the pantry podcast. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to stop good. recording. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted and Eternity Ready Radio.